don't know how you feel, Lindsay, but I'm more nervous doing the Jesus and Food podcast than I am doing our live morning radio show. <laughs> well, you've been doing radio for what? I mean, over 15 years, 20 years, maybe? Something like that. And so, yeah, and I've only been doing podcasting yeah. for a few weeks. Yeah. But it's so weird how we can do, like, be live on the air. And basically, I don't know about you, I feel kind of like fearless. You're on the air, you're talking. Yeah. If something something slips out that you weren't supposed to say, whoops, oh, yep, well, well, you know, but... But now it's like, okay, so we're recording this podcast, but if I, and if I say something wrong, I have to go back and edit it out. I don't know if that right. creates like right. more anxiety or whatever, um, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is you're listening. Thousands of people have downloaded the, the podcast. Uh, some have rated and reviewed and subscribed, and we want to say thanks. So if you want to hear Jonathan say like some really wild stuff, you got to listen to our morning show, basically, is what you're saying. I guess that's the way it works. I want to shout out to one of our um, reviews. It's Giggles0525. Oh, what a cute this past name. past Friday. Uh, Lindsay, you brought this to our attention. And uh, they said, dying of laughter. I just got through Jonathan's moral dilemma episode. And y'all kill me. Love you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, Jonathan basically burned down his neighbor's fence. Um, lots more problems ensued. I mean, as if that wasn't bad enough. And then Jonathan, you've had like six more problems added to that. So if all right, the debt collectors started to come after me and all these different kinds of things. And it's like, I had a moral dilemma and the bill, the, it was kind of like whether to pay one of these bills that seemed kind of shady to me. And so somehow we talked about that for 30 or 40 minutes. And that's one of the podcasts you can download. It's called, I think it's, yeah, I think it's called like Jonathan's Moral Dilemma or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to jump on, this is a a Jesus and Food podcast, so let's go to the food part. I want to jump on the um, paper plate train. So I've I've been talking to people about paper plates lately. So here's the situation. We're on week, whatever, six of quarantine. And I'm I'm so sick of doing dishes. So there's a lot of people here. Uh, my husband is here. My two daughters are here. I'm here. We're eating three meals a day uh, plus snacks. So when you times that all out, that's a lot of dishes in the sink. Um, and so I had noticed that my sister had posted something on Instagram, her breakfast. So she, she always posts her breakfast picture on Instagram, and it's always on a paper plate. And I started thinking, well, why don't I use paper plates? That would really save on the dishes. Um, And so I've always been like, well, I don't need paper plates because we have plates and they're reusable and, you know, you don't have as much trash and stuff like that. But I really am wondering if other people are eating on paper plates. First of all, I have a couple of thoughts. Number one, the irony of Lindsay talking about Lindsay, who's a, a pretty, I would say, ecologically friendly person. Uh, pretty green, talking about switching to disposable paper <laughs> plates on Earth Day of all days. Oh, I forgot. Okay, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You're no, right. I'm not judging. I'm just saying I'm just noticing irony. Yeah. It's a literary yeah. device called irony, and I notice it, and I appreciate it. Okay. Number two, at the beginning of this conversation, you said, I'm going to jump on the paper plate train. Yeah. Now, I'd, I'd never heard anybody say those exact words, so I typed that exact phrase into Google, jump on the paper plate train. Yeah. yeah. 
There were no results, which leads me to believe you have coined a new phrase. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. No, you're right. I am like, like, I don't like using a ton of paper towels. I don't like using plastic, you know, silver. We have silverware in the drawer we can reuse. Like, I am totally that person. But it's like week, week six of quarantine, dishes, it's all I do is wash dishes yep. and do the dishwasher. I'm like, are other people eating on paper plates? And then... I um I want to know what meals can we eat on paper plates. So maybe breakfast, uh, maybe lunch. Lunch seems like a paper plate meal to me. And dinner, I just don't know if I can eat dinner on a paper plate. That would seem to go against some of your morality. I yeah. can see that because you're very into a kind of prim and proper dinner. Um, okay, so you can leave a review on, on this podcast and let us know if you're using paper plates. We'd love to hear about that. Um, you can get a hold of us on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash WBGL mornings. I will say this has not been something, the paper plate thing, that's been adopted officially in my house. And by mm -hmm. that, I mean my wife hasn't gone down that route yet. Although I myself, so if like, you know, if I'm probably going to make my own lunch if I'm going to have a sandwich. Generally speaking, I'm going to put it on a paper plate, even if the rest of the family is going, you know, oh, regular really? plastic or porcelain or whatever else. We're yeah, so I am on the paper plate, plate train. train. It really I think it really has to do with what food you're eating. So like, obviously, a sandwich is a paper plate food. But like, if you're going to have a salad and there's a dressing and it's going to get kind of like wet and grimy on the plate, you don't want that to go through the plate. You don't want to have to cut cut things and have plate scraps in your food. I mean, there's this is a whole thing. Boy, it really is a whole thing, and I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. So <laughs> if, uh, if you want to get a hold of us for this, please do. Um, now on to some of our morning show from today in which Lindsay talked all about the one, the only, Judge Judy, what's her last name? Yeah, her. I don't know if you're watching more TV since you've been home. A lot of people are getting into their Netflix shows and they're binging. Uh, my show has been my show for a long time, Judge Judy. And we found out yesterday that there are actually three people who listen to WBGL in the morning show who have been on Judge Judy and they're like spilling all the details. Well, three that we know of. I mean, you just yeah, mentioned how your love of Judge Judy yesterday and then all of a sudden like three people came out of the woodwork. If there's more, can we just say if you've been on Judge Judy, <laughs> get a hold of us because Lindsay's been very enthralled a few minutes ago. Uh, she was sharing her disappointment to find out that there's apparently money behind the show, that, you know, it's not just this altruistic, uh, legitimate court thing, which it is. She is a legitimate judge. Yeah, and I mean, right. they, they are legal things, but there's also payoffs happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Like the show is paying, you know, the 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 um, plaintiff or the defendant, whatever they are owed. So I, I asked Sarah. So she was on Judge Judy about 10 years ago. And um, I asked her, like, so what's like a day in the life? Like, what do you do while you're there? She said, so basically, it's very quick. You get there, you go to the green room, they pay you straight up right away. And then they just basically you go in, you do the case with Judge Judy. And um, they really tell you to ham it up, she said, of course, because you see these people, and they're a little wild. Um she said that she was a witness and they told her to chime in. But of course, Judge Judy like never listens to the witnesses. And so she said Judge Judy yelled at her. And then she got this rush like, oh, my goodness, Judge Judy just yelled at me. This is awesome. I'm going to keep yeah. keep doing this. 
Um, and then, you know what? After she said it only takes like an hour. After an hour's over, they go through the case very fast. They call a cab and you leave the set and it's done. I feel like part of the appeal of the show, and you're going to say, well, obviously this is the case, but part of the appeal is just how unimpressed Judge Judy is by nearly everything. Everything. I mean, it's just, it's basically her and she's the character and she's, you know, the, the main character of the show and all the, the people who are like the cases, they're just kind of like, you know, these bystanders, like these, they're just helping her do her thing. It's also interesting to me, every time that Judge Judy is mentioned on this show, when we talk about them, there are what I would call <clears throat> maybe kind of like cult fanatics like yourself, Lindsay, and like our former <laughs> intern, Colton, yeah. where usually like we would try to do the morning show, but you guys would be wrapped up in talking about Judge Judy. Right. Like There are people out there that this is one of their main existences is, is watching this show. You know, it's just fun. It gives us something to laugh at. Laughter is so good for the soul. So we need a lot of that. Seems like there may be a lot more TV watching going on uh, now that we are home. Uh, one of my shows, hate to admit it, it it's Judge Judy. Now, I have uh, never heard you be apologetic about listening to Judge Judy. Now, you hate to admit it. This is like one of your biggest things. Here's the thing. People are really kind of judgy about people who watch Judge Judy. And so well, that's ironic. Yeah, I know. So I love Judge Judy and I'm not ashamed of watching it, but I know how some people might feel. But here's the deal. We have the coolest listeners because yesterday we were talking about Judge Judy. Three people came out of the woodwork. We've never heard from these people before. Three people came out of the woodwork and said and said, Lindsay, I've been on Judge Judy. Now, that's crazy. And so before we even get to that, I've got to get through this in my mind. So what is the negative stereotype about people that watch, like yourself, like <laughs> that watch Judge Judy? Well, um, so basically, it's I feel like people think it's kind of along the lines of like this kind of afternoon, like not the highest quality uh, content, just kind of this like low end TV situation. Okay, or maybe that, you know, you could be, you know, in stereotype, not in yeah. reality, of course, you could be doing much more oh, productive yes. things than watching television during the day. That's right. That's totally right. So, but hey, I do it. You do it. We all do it. And I love Judge Judy. So here's the deal. I connected back with, obviously, this person who's been on Judge Judy. And I'm like, hey, fill me in. I got to know the details. So here are some of the details uh, that they said. Um, she said they f the show flies you to L.A., put you up in a decent hotel for one night. And this is this is the worst part to me. Like, I almost wish I didn't know this. Um, the show pays whatever Judge Judy um, says is owed. So, like, they're paying the defendant or they're paying um, the plaintiff the money that they're owed. Okay, so let's say you take some guy to court. You both go. He owes you 400 bucks for whatever it was. You know, you broke his fence and he says, yeah, he didn't do it. And she, Ju Judge Judy finds the truth. Yes, you did it. You owe 400 bucks. Then Judge Judy pays the 400 yes. bucks. Yes. Isn't that horrible? Wow. Well, I was oh. going to say that was very generous of her, but I mean, you know, it's her show. It's horrible. It just makes it all that more fake. And I guess they pay the, um, so you know how sometimes they'll have like a witness who sits there and basically does nothing. Um, they pay them a little bit of money too. And um, she also said that they, they tell you, you know, this is television, so make sure you ham it up. Okay. So, I mean, it's a safe place for anybody that is a Judge Judy fan. Number one, there's no judgment. No Number judgment. Number two, 
do you do you feel like maybe you'd want to share how this changes your outlook as you watch the show now? I I almost am going to just live in the past and pretend like I don't know all this stuff because to me the best part of it is the people and how into the case they are and how and how much they, you know, fight with Judge Judy to win the case. My thing is like if you're not even paying for it, why do you even care to fight that hard? You know what I mean? Hmm. Well, I mean, I feel like it's a lot better of a thing to to dissect the Judge Judy show than to do that for like, you know, the evening news or the cable oh, news networks goodness. or something. So we're yeah. going in a good direction. Do you think you can regress in your uh, Christian, whatever you want to call it, journey? Yeah, and go I do. backwards. Yeah, I think you can too. In mm-hmm. fact, I think there have been times in my life where I have done that. Yeah, you know, kind of uh, instead of moving forward because there's so much in the Bible about you know let's move forward. Um, but you know, it's also possible to sort of just maybe not give up on everything, but just give up on something that you're trying to do and you find yourself, you're thinking, man, I was a lot like last year. I was a lot further along than I am right now. <laughs> and if that's the case, it may be that you're human. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philippians 3.16. I love this verse. It, it, uh, it says a lot of stuff, but basically the one verse that I think is very interesting, it says, let's hold on to the progress we've already made. Ooh, I like that. So it doesn't even say, you know, there are other parts of the Bible that says, let's move forward and let's just basically, you know, kick behinds and take names and things like that. (laughs) I don't think it actually literally says that. No, definitely. But here in this part of the Bible where uh, the guy writing it, Paul, was talking to his people, he just said, well, first of all, let's not go backwards. Mm -hmm. So let's hold on to the progress, you know, that we've already made. Yeah, this is good. It kind of reminds me of our pep talk gal, Laura Casey. Mm -hmm. She always talks about... um, any type of growth, whether it's super slow or super fast, is good. Like as long as you're not going back, as long as you're holding on to like the progress that you've made. And and yeah, that's so true. I mean, they'll say things like, you know, as long as there's there's some kind of a struggle, if you're, you know, discontent with the way things are, that's okay because it shows that you're yeah. you're trying to move forward. Yeah. And on days some days you just have to say, Today I'm just gonna hold on to the progress I've already made.